Welcome to Inside the Mind. My name's Drew Fitzgerald, here to bring you coverage of all things Charlotte 49ers. I hope everyone is having a great week. Before we start this week's episode, I have some exciting news to share. Last week, I had the pleasure of joining the 49ers basketball pod on ESPN Charlotte 7.30 The Game as a special guest. I'll put the episode in the description below so everyone can listen to it and follow their show. Cameron and Jeremy really know their stuff, and it was a pleasure to talk Charlotte basketball with them, even if my prediction may have cursed the Niners. On that note, let's jump right into what happened last Thursday when the Niners faced the Rice Owls in Houston. Coming into the game, the Niners needed a win versus the Owls to separate themselves from conference parity and insert themselves as a contender in the CUSA. Charlotte had just come off a big road victory against Western Kentucky, which was more lost by the Hilltoppers in the final minutes than won by the 49ers. On the other hand, Rice entered the game on a three-game winning streak, sequentially beating Texas rivals UTEP, UTSA, and North Texas. After Rice won the tip, the two teams traded blows offensively. Charlotte had a few questionable plays that led to turnovers and points on their end. Note, this was not a game where the Niners could make mistakes and expect their good shooting to bail themselves out. Despite being the team with the second-best field goal percentage in Conference USA, they faced the Owls, who were the best shooters in the conference. The low post was controlled early by Max Fielder, Rice's point center, his similarities proving a formidable opponent for Ali Khalifa and shutting down Josh Aldrich whenever he was on the court. Alternatively, the Niners were able to clamp the Owls' star point guard, Quincy Oliveri, on defense. This limited his offensive impact on the game. With the contest locked in a tight battle, back and forth, someone had to step up for the Niners, and that person was Lakai Patterson. Patterson scored six of his seven attempted baskets from the field, netting 13 points in the first half, including a gutsy jumper, with three seconds left to put the Niners up, 28-27 going into the half. The Niners displayed great defense and hustle in the first half, a chase-down block by Aldrich being a great example. The Niners were better from the field than the Owls, shooting 44.8% in comparison to Rice's 38.5. But all of that would change come the second half. The first shot out of the locker room was an air ball for the Niners. An omen of things to come for the second half. After drinking Michael's secret stuff in the locker room, Rice's Quincy Oliveri caught fire with two back-to-back threes. Another three put the Owls up by nine. And then the Owls went to work dissecting Charlotte's defense. Things just got worse for the Niners, racking up the turnover count to nine, getting into foul trouble, and then Bryce Williams unable to get much started. But with their backs against the wall, the Niners continued to push. Two threes from Gibson and Milicic brought the Niners back into contention, and a surprising effort from freshman Nick Graves made it only a two-point game. The teams went back and forth, but with only two minutes left, It was a six-point Owls lead. The Niners needed something, and they needed it now. With a feed from Nick Graves, Bryce Williams laid the lumber with a massive dunk. Williams decided to take matters into his own hands, capitalizing with a rebound off Max Fielder's miss and putting it into the hoop on the other end. Down two with 30 seconds left, Patterson came up with a steal. But Nick Graves, who had played well the whole game, whiffed a layup on the other end. The Niners would have to resort to fouling to stop the clock. Rice's Makai Mason hit one, but then missed one at the line. After a few fouls from the Owls to ice the Niners, Ali Khalifa, by some miracle, hit a step-back three with 13 seconds left to tie the game. Tied 63-63, the Owls brought the ball up, and all Charlotte had to do was survive the next 10 seconds to force the game to overtime. On a controversial call, 
Quincy Olivari was fouled by Lakai Patterson, and he made both shots at the line. But questionably, a second and a half ticked off the clock before Charlotte was able to inbound the ball. The officiating mistake was meaningless nonetheless, and Patterson's pass was intercepted at half court. The Niners had lost once again in the final seconds of conference play, 63-65. to Lakai Patterson led the team with 18 points and 5 assists. Khalifa had 13 points and Milicic had 10 points. Bryce Williams cashed out with 7 rebounds, but also led the team in turnovers with 4. The offensive star couldn't get anything going from behind the arc, missing all four of his three-point attempts. The Niners now sit at four and six as cellar dwellers in the CUSA, hoping to get back into contention. At once, the Niners were shooting for one of the top five spots in conference for a bye in the first round of the conference tournament. But now, they will be fortunate if they even manage to make it to the fifth spot. The road ahead is a tough one for the Niners. Louisiana Tech, Middle Tennessee, and the FIU Panthers, who the Niners play this Thursday, all stand in the way for the fifth spot in the conference. The Niners lost to the Panthers earlier this month in Miami in a game, like most conference games so far, that came down to the wire. The game is this Thursday at 7 p.m. in Halton. The Niners will need to pull out all the stops against a FIU team that is currently on a three-game winning streak. In other news, Charlotte football is not only preparing in the weight room for their attempt for an American Conference title this year, but players from the team have already begun impacting the surrounding Charlotte community. Jalen Jones, Jalen Hampton, Terrence Butler, Jonathan Bass, Juice Martin, Austin Fontaine, and a few other Niners visited James Martin Middle School in the local University City area last Friday to spend some time with the community youth, even throwing the good old pigskin around with the children on the school's football field. Offensive tackle Jalen Hampton expressed the importance for setting a good example to the local community by commenting on social media. He tweeted, and I quote, Loved being out with my teammates going to talk and play with the kids. Wish we had this growing up. End quote. According to Poji, the coaches were out recruiting and unaware of this visit. Poji expressed his gratitude and pride for his players who organized this visit. As someone who has lived in Charlotte for a period of time, it is incredibly refreshing to see players invest in our community like this. It has been evident that there has been a slight disconnect between the city and our university in comparison to other colleges, but our players are ready to bridge that gap. We'll transition to another story on campus. Ryan Osborne has officially been hired by Charlotte Football as the new defensive coordinator and linebackers coach for the program. Osborne worked last year as a defensive assistant for the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore ranked third in the NFL in rushing yards allowed, points allowed, and ranked fifth in sacks. Before his time at the Ravens, Osborne worked with Pogey at Michigan as a defensive analyst. He contributed to an amazing Michigan defense, coaching players like Heisman finalist and current Detroit Lions star Aiden Hutchinson. Osborne has also had former SEC experience, coaching under former Florida coach Dan Mullen. Lastly, we have a huge story first reported by the one and only Agent 49. It has been reported that HBO is currently on campus filming Pogey, players, and staff for a future docuseries about Charlotte's program as it enters the American Conference. Poji is not new to being behind the camera. He starred in the HBO's The Cost of Winning, a four-part docuseries that followed the 2019 campaign of the St. Francis Academy Panthers. The series is available on Hulu, YouTube, and Prime Video if you're looking to watch. It could give some fans some insight into what it may look like at Charlotte. It's rumored that 12 episodes are currently planned. This would be huge for our program, university, and community. 
I'm sure everyone is curious to see how this will turn out. Hopefully we get more updates as the season progresses. In our next episode, we'll talk more recruiting and transfer portal news. We'll also talk any new hires, newsworthy campus events, and a recap of Charlotte basketball's home stand against the FIU Panthers. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Inside the Mine. Hit that follow button to stay updated on all things Niner Nation. You can find me on Twitter at InsideTheMind49 and on Instagram at Drew underscore Fitzgerald. As always, picks up and roll Niners. Niners.